Welcome to this abbreviated worship service provided by St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais and Kankakee. I'm Pastor Mike Hanel. In today's service, I will share our readings from God's Word, and then Pastor Copen, our senior pastor, will deliver a sermon, speak our prayers, and finally pronounce the Lord's benediction upon you. But before that, a few quick announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. Although we do have in-person worship services at St. Paul's, we realize not everyone is comfortable returning at this time, and that's okay. If you don't feel comfortable returning or have health reasons that would keep you away, please use some of the alternative ways of being part of worship, such as the worship page on our website, this WKAN broadcast, our Facebook stream, audio CDs of our sermons, or our podcast. We also urge you to keep up to date with us through our website. Saint and click the COVID-19 response link at the top of the page. Otherwise, you are welcome to call the church office to find out the latest information. You can access our online worship services anytime on our website. Today's service is a rebroadcast of our January 10th in-person service. If you want to hear or watch any of our services, you can visit our webpage stpaulslutheran.net and click Worship on the menu, and keep up with us on our Facebook page for any more information of any changes that may become necessary. We pray that you are blessed by the Lord's words this day. The Old Testament reading for the baptism of our Lord comes from Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. This is the word of our Lord. Our epistle reading is from Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. Paul writes, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of our Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. 
Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens opening and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from the gospel reading. Let us pray. Most gracious God, you tear open the heavens and open the way for our salvation. Bless us as we look to your word of life and as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our maker and our redeemer. Amen. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John and the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. That's our text today. <clears throat> well, this week I posted a note on Facebook and I asked the question, and it was this. What was your best Christmas gift this year? And I also went into the a confirmation class, and I asked uh, the students that same question. Well, the students, they, they were quick to share uh, their best gifts this year. Uh, there were a number that were thankful for the gifts of, uh, <clears throat> let's see, it was computers or computer equipment or other kind of electronic devices. Uh, some were thankful for the gift of clothing and shoes. Uh, one was thankful for the gift of a, a pet, a fish. Uh, another thankful for Uh, the gift of a new chair. But the adults who responded to that Facebook question were a little bit more introspective. Uh, By yesterday, I just took a look, and uh, there were about 60 responses. And and there were some pretty interesting groupings throughout it. Some said the best gift was uh, uh, being able to help somebody else in need or maybe receiving a special gift from their children. Uh, some acknowledge that the best gift was the gift of God's love uh, or the blessings of a job. Some were especially thankful for the gift of, of good pastors, and, and, and a number mentioned uh, the blessing of the gift of, of the Christmas Eve worship services that we have. Uh, for many, it was the gift of grandchildren, or the birth of a grandchild uh, was the best gift. Uh, for others, it was the blessings of health, whether it was personally or for their family, that was the best gift. But by far, the largest number of people, almost two-thirds of those responding, maybe a little bit over that now, uh, said the best Christmas gift this year uh, was the time they were able to have with parents and other family members because of all the COVID restrictions in 2020. That was the best gift for them. And as I was thinking about it, I think my best gift came back in October. (laughs) I was with my parents, and my mom had broken her ankle uh, and was in the hospital, then in the nursing home. Uh, But during that time, I had a week and a half 
with my dad. It was a gift. I, I didn't know, think about it at the time. But at his, at his sudden death in November, it was a gift uh, that I see now. The best Christmas gift, I think, that I, I received last year. What about you? As you gathered around your Christmas trees, uh, what was your best gift this year? In our readings, we are firmly now in the season of Epiphany. And as the season begins uh, uh, with the, the Epiphany on January 6th, we have the reading of the wise men uh, visiting Mary and Joseph and the child Jesus. And when they arrive, they bring gifts, don't they? Gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But especially as special as those gifts were, they're not wrapped up in, in colorful Christmas paper, decorated with Christmas trees or stars or even Santa. Uh, neither were they wrapped up with ribbons and bows or gift cards were not there at the first Christmas. <laughs> but that's not the case for us, is it? For us, uh, Christmas wrapping paper and decorations are all a part of our Christmas celebration. I mean, parents, isn't that right? Well, or anyone who spent time, uh, Christmas time with children, you can recall that uh, excitement in the air as presents are open on, on Christmas Eve or maybe Christmas Day, depending on your tradition. But, but a lot of times the word excitement hardly, <laughs> hardly describes it, does it? Because just as soon as the okay is given, what happens? It's more of an explosion of paper, isn't it? Uh, as the Christmas wrapping paper flies in all directions and, and is torn away to reveal what is inside. Uh, I had some kids last night at the, uh, uh, in the service and, and they were sort of looking around and, and parents are going, yeah, no, that's them. Uh, it was just a, an explosion of paper. What's the problem? The wrapping paper is in the way, isn't it? And it's more of that barrier between that excited child and the present inside. So the simplest solution is to tear it open, uh, tear it off, and, and get a glimpse of the new present. And when you have that, there's that excitement and there's that joy. Okay, so what does uh, all this talk about Christmas presents and wrapping paper got to do with John the Baptizer and the baptism of Jesus on this first Sunday in after the Epiphany? Well, unfortunately, some of the translations of Mark's version of the baptism of Jesus simply say that the heavens opened or the heavens parted when Jesus came up out of the water. But more accurately, Mark says, as Jesus came was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. Being torn open. Now, I mean, that's a strange choice of words, especially since the other gospel writers uh, are, are, are far less dramatic and, and simply say that the, the heavens opened. Uh, the words being torn open, really, if we think about those kids on Christmas, convey that sense of energy, right? Or ripping apart that excitement, anticipation, that joy, uh, casting aside the things that are in the way. And if you think about it, much like a child ripping open a Christmas present, it's almost as if God couldn't wait another minute so excited about his son that he rips open the heavens, sends down the Holy Spirit. God has a gift for the world, and he can't wait to open it up. As I was thinking about this whole idea of the heavens needing to be torn open, I was wondering sort of what was behind that kind of thinking. Uh, that idea is found in the Old Testament. 
in Isaiah 64, we read, rip the heavens apart, come down, Lord, make the mountains tremble. That's the contemporary English version. The, the English standard version puts it this way. Oh, that you would rend or, or rip open or tear the, the heavens and, and come down the mountains so that the mountains might quake at your presence. The prophets praying that God would come down, that God would come down and do mighty things and change the hearts of his people. But to do that, he must first tear the heavens apart. Let's try to understand this a little bit. Uh, Imagine this scene for a moment, that you you, you live in a tent and, and you are inside for the night. You're laying down and you're praying to God. Outside, above your tent, the sky is full of stars, the moon is bright, the, the heavens are beautiful, but there's something that, that stands between you and that heavenly realm, isn't there? That tent is there as a barrier between you and God. That's how the ancients thought about the relationship between God and his people and his creation, that there is this barrier, this, this fixed separation between heaven and earth created by sin and corruption that only God could tear open like they're ripping off of a roof of the tent to come down and meet his creation. You know, there's another occasion when this ripping apart is opened, is mentioned, and Mark uses the same word. Can you think about when that might be? Well, it happens a little later in the Gospel of Mark, uh, Mark chapter 15, verse 36 to be exact. It's when Jesus' death is recorded. We're told that the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. That curtain that that separated the the, the holy of holies, uh, the dwelling place of God from the rest of the temple. And the moment of Jesus' death, that separating curtain between a holy God and his people in the temple, is now gone. It's torn open. And and, and God has torn open the heavens, if you will, for all to enter through the saving death of his Son on the cross. And so when the Gospel writer Mark describes what happened as Jesus is coming up out of the water at his baptism, he uses those words to link the day Jesus begins his ministry and identifies himself with sinful humanity as he's baptized in the Jordan. And he links it with the completion of his ministry when he again identifies with sinful humanity and dies for all humanity on the cross. On both occasions, Mark says God does this ripping and and, and tearing as he opens the way to bring his kingdom to earth, sending his spirit, and and with his own life brings forgiveness and eternal life to all people. You might say that the heavens have been torn open and now they're spilling out on the earth. I mean, that's pretty much what we celebrated, what, 15, 16 days ago? Christmas. God tearing open the heavens to to coming to earth as a baby, walking on earth with us, Emmanuel, God with us. Heaven came to earth that night. God came to us because in our sin, we cannot go to him. In the waters of our baptism, God did some of of his own uh, ripping and tearing as heaven spilled out into our lives. The curtain of sin, the curtain of death has been torn in two, it no longer separates us from God. I mean, Jesus has made sure of that. The heavens have been torn open and the Spirit descends upon us and fills us with those gifts, right? Faith and hope and love. Now nothing stands between us and God and His love for us. 
In our baptism, God is torn into the power of sin and death over us. The heavens have been torn open and God has made us holy by the blood of Jesus Christ so that we can enter, if you will, the holy of holies of God's presence without any fear or hesitation. You know, Martin Luther talked about uh, each day renewing your baptismal vows so that baptism really is an everyday thing. Every day, God, God tears open the heavens, sends forth His Spirit, sends forth His grace, His forgiveness, His love, again and again and again, each day. He tears open the heavens to remind you that you are His dearly loved child. He reminds you that you are forgiven, even though you offend Him, and even though you offend others so grievously. He reminds you that He is your loving shepherd who gladly tears away all the all the things that are heavy, all the things that are worrisome, all the things that are worrying, and all the trash that litters your life. He reminds you that in that place He brings you His grace, His peace, His love. So sometimes, perhaps more times than we care to admit, we, we find ourselves in this rut, if you will, spiritual rut that by that I mean that something or someone other than God is ruling our lives and we, we just can't move on. Maybe you're caught up in, 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 in some kind of bitterness or resentment or anger. and You just can't let go. Maybe you're caught up in a relationship that's destructive and it's leading you away from God's ways. Maybe you let something in yourself or something that someone else has done come between you and a fellow brother or sister in Christ. I mean, these are the people of God with whom you share one faith, one baptism, one spirit, one Lord and Savior. And for some reason, you just can't let go of it. You can't get over it. Maybe you let something come between you and God. It's that barrier, that wall, that barrier of, of a materialism or laziness or, or indifference or unbelief or guilt. And you're just stuck. And you can't get out of it. We put up these barriers, don't we? This wall, this curtain between God and us. And God tears it open. And brings us back to our baptismal relationship with Him. God tears open your lies. Your pretenses that everything is alright when actually everything is all wrong. He tears apart your it overinflated ego that believes that you are the center of the universe and everyone else's lives rotate around you. <laughs> he tears a hole in your selfish life and lets in the light, the, the light that shows you it's the distressing truth about yourself on the one hand and on the other hand, the wonderful truth about himself. That he is ready to tear down that sinful curtain of separation and make a new beginning for you. In church talk, this is uh, repentance and renewal, right? Turning away from sin and turning toward God. God tears open the heavens for you and for me, and He sends His Son for us at Christmas. Jesus identifies with us sinners, doesn't He? He identifies with us sinners at His baptism that we read today. Dying on the cross and taking on Himself our sin rising from the dead, opening the way for us to enter into eternal life. And so as we gather and worship, like we do now in person, or if, as some people are doing online, 
he tears open the heavens. He tears open the heavens and unites us as one body of Christ. Unites us with himself and he unites us with one another. Every time we gather for Holy Communion, God tears open the heavens for us and reaches down and gives to each one of us not only bread and wine, but also we receive the true body and blood of his son, Jesus Christ, to strengthen our faith, to forgive our sins, to unite us as one. He tears open the heavens to send you and me as Holy Spirit and renews us as his sons and daughters, reminding us that he has made this solemn covenant with us at our baptism to always be our heavenly father. This tearing open of the heavens is a sign of how deep God's love is for each one of us. It's a reminder that when the day comes, that he's going to usher us from here into his presence because he has, first of all, made the way open by tearing apart sin, by tearing apart death and Satan and all those things that were blocked away. So, when you see a child tearing away that wrapping paper that separates him or her from the gift that's inside. Let's remember how God tore open the heavens to give us the greatest gift of all, his son. As we recall our baptism or when we come to communion, let's also remember how God tears open the heavens and lets his own heart be torn in two as nails are driven through the flesh of his son because of our sin. Let's remember the tearing open of the heavens brought forth the greatest gift of God to the world, and to all of us, that we've been claimed as God's own child, and that is a precious gift. The prayer of the prophet Isaiah that we read earlier, rip the heavens apart and come down, Lord, it's been fulfilled in God's own Son who loved us not only to death, but also back to life again. The heavens indeed are ripped open. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection embody the tearing open of the heavens for you and for me. So, what was your favorite Christmas gift this year? <laughs> I guess then my favorite Christmas gift of all time is the one where the heavens have been torn open by God himself to give me his love and his salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. And that gift is yours too. The heavens are open. Emmanuel, God is with us. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. And God, we pray for our nation. You have given us this good land as a heritage, O God. Grant that we remember your generosity and constantly do your will. Bless our land with honest industry, truthful education, and an honorable way of life. Save us from violence and discord and confusion from pride and arrogance, and from every evil course of action. Grant that we who came from many nations and many different languages may become a united people. Support us in defending our liberties and give those to whom we've entrusted the authority of government, the spirit of wisdom, that there may be justice and peace in our land. When times are prosperous, may our hearts be thankful and in troubled times, do not let our trust in you fail. Lord, we also pray for our leaders. O Lord, from you comes all rule and authority over the nations of the world for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do well. 
graciously regard your servants who make, administer, and judge the laws of this nation, and look in mercy upon all rulers of the earth. Grant that all who receive the sword as your servants may bear it according to your command. Enlighten and defend them, and grant them wisdom and understanding, that under their peaceful government your people may be guarded and directed in righteousness, quietness, and unity. Protect and prolong their lives, that we may show them forth the praise of your name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, Lord God, we pray for our world. We are in need of your peace, your compassion and strength. Break down the dividing walls that rise up between us and bring comfort to all who suffer injustice and violence. Bless our communities. Bring protection to those who peacefully protest and to those who serve in law enforcement. Help us to love one another as you have loved us. Even while we strive to live at peace with one another, fix our eyes on you, Lord Jesus, for you give us the peace that this world can never give. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. My dear friends in Christ, Go forth with God's blessing and go with his peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thanks again for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. You can continue to hear our online worship services on our website, just go to stpaulslutheran.net and click worship on the menu. God's blessings to you this day.